Apocalypse Rock Chapter 3 July and Ramses Doug walked up the narrow gravel lane toward his office, the evergreen trees above him swaying in a growing wind. The rain speckled onto his face. He came out to a long stretch of the lane. On his right side was a low picket fence holding back an old overgrown orchard of apple, plum, and cherry trees. Next to a gate in the fence was a little blue plaque with the words historical structure embossed across it. Behind that, a short path led from the gate to a small wooden cabin. Through a diamond-gridded window of earthy green, blue, and yellow tiles, Doug could see a little light inside. There was a scuffling sound, and Doug spotted a ghostly figure on the covered porch. Dressed in a billowing white nightgown, the figure was stooped over a wooden box, mumbling and rummaging. Morning, July, Doug called out. July Straightmore looked up. The end of a small flashlight clamped in her mouth, her eyes wide open with surprise. She held a wrench in her hand like a weapon. July let the flashlight drop out of her mouth, and it bounced from a string around her neck. Hey, Doug, looks like it's going to be another one, eh? She frowned at the sky. July was in her early 70s, small in stature, with an intense and lively look to her. For as long as Doug had known July, which was about his entire life, she had always been involved in some kind of enigmatic work. She had trained as an archaeologist, a profession that had taken her everywhere. Sometimes after returning to Sternum from a trip, she would ask Doug to help with one of her many ongoing projects. This always boiled down to Doug having to fix her computer. But he was fascinated to hear about her research and travels, the digs and discoveries she helped with. Cats and dogs all month by the looks of it, Doug joshed. Something broken? He nodded at the wrench in July's hand. July glanced at the tool, as if surprised to see it there. Did I scare you? Doug asked. That's all right, Dougie, July smiled. I swear I left my umbrella out here. July dropped the wrench back into the box with a clunk. You always miss the stuff right under your nose, eh? But I've looked everywhere. I was sure it was out here. Doug smiled at July's absent-mindedness. I'm pretty sure I have an umbrella at my office you can borrow. Yes, please, Dougie. That would be super helpful, July replied. Just got to do a couple work things first, Doug explained. I'll drop it off on my way back in about an hour. Is that okay? July nodded, then tilted her head to the side. Her eyes were still wide open, and she looked at Doug with an owl-like curiosity. So I take it business is finally picking up? Doug shrugged. Not really. It's just the Andersons. They probably forgot their email password again or something. Fast money, July joked. Us oldies are an easy mark, eh? Yeah, sure. Fast money. Enough to buy a coffee. Doug half-heartedly tried to laugh along. Everything comes in waves. You'll be completely swamped soon enough. Doug could sense that July was warming up to deliver one of her pep talks. Yeah... I should be able to stick it out. I just put up some new posters at the dock. Hopefully that'll reel in some big fish. July seemed reassured. Exactly. Something always shows up, eh? Doug patted his jacket pockets, looking for the cylinder. That reminds me. I found something on the beach this morning. It's a weird one. Weird is a passphrase to my soul, Dougie. Come on.
July waved for him to come up to the porch. As Doug walked up the path, a whining came out of the darkness. July's Great Dane emerged and propped his massive paws up on the porch banister, his black hide shining and tail wagging happily. Good morning, Ramses. Ramses replied with a soft bark. July's cabin had been built in the late 1800s, and since had settled easily into its foundations, its wooden structure undulating as if exhaling with relief. Doug stepped onto the creaky porch, and Ramses nuzzled his legs. The strength of the affectionate dog made him stagger. Doug fished the small cylinder out of his pocket. It sat in the open palm of his right hand as he held it out toward July. It glimmered in the half-light, catching a wave of surprise crossing July's face. Ramses growled fiercely and snapped at Doug's hand. Shit! Doug pulled his hand away. Any closer and it would have been squashed in the powerful jaws. Ramses growled. Ramses, July scolded and pulled the dog back by his collar. Bad boy, what's gotten into you? Are you okay, Dougie? Ramses growled again, but this time closer to a whine. He shook his massive head around in July's arms. It's okay, it's okay. Doug looked at his hand, then back at the large hand. What spooked you, buddy? The three stood in silence for a moment, then Ramses let out a soft whimper. Doug held out the glass cylinder again, cautiously. Ramses' whimper intensified, but he stayed still. July took the cylinder in her palm and scrutinized it. It's a cute little thing. She turned it around, letting it catch the light. Just under its surface, they could see tiny speckles shimmering like stars. But that's interesting she said after some inspection. These markings, it's not just decoration. What do you think they are? Doug asked. I recognize it from somewhere, but I can't. The sound of the rain hitting the roof over the porch became louder. Ramses kept on whining. July and Doug couldn't stop staring into the mysterious little glass cylinder. Apocalypse Rock is written and read by me, Nate Budzinski. For more, go to apocalypserock.xyz. Thanks for listening.